I had my home office in our back bedroom and I just did not like going in there. It felt cold, it felt damp, and I couldn't understand it. So I will fast forward. I had dinner at a friend's house and was sitting with two mutual friends who are married psychic mediums. Well, I sat down with them and I went, I think I have a spirit living in my home office. They said, yeah, you do. And hold on, he doesn't like what you've been doing with the plumbing in the house. Turns out it was the spirit of the previous owner, had died in the house, and had my birthday. Because of course he did. He was born on the same day I was uh, 100 years ago this year. So I decided to create a ritual. Look it up online, how to banish spirit from your home office, and you'll find stuff. So I wrote him a letter, said it was time for him to leave, thanked him for his attention to our plumbing, and then I burned the letter, and mindfully I did this without my husband being home, because he already thinks I'm slightly freakish. Massive. Massively useful thing. Next day, that room, I swear to you, felt warmer, cozier, and I wanted to be in there. I'm Tina Robinson. And I'm Meg Buzzy. And today, our massively useful thing is ritual. We need rituals all the time. We need rituals all the time. And we just said goodbye to Halloween 2019 and a time when ritual is very present in our everyday life, from jack-o'-lanterns to costumes to begging for candy door-to-door. All of those things come from ceremonies and rites in our not-so-distant path that had meaning. And what's cool is that today on the show, we're going to talk to you about how rituals can be a part of your daily ecosystem and how we can separate them, both separate them out as practices that give your life meaning and purpose and also fit in to daily parts of your life that may be kind of unexpected. So I borrowed a book from one of my clients. It's called Rituals for Work, and I haven't read it yet. But I love how they define ritual. And they say that we use the term ritual to capture practices that have a special power to make a meaningful moment. A ritual is an action done following a similar pattern and script in a particular situation. And they are done with an intent and awareness. Unlike a routine, rituals are not mindless. And I really like that because as we've been talking about rituals in our own life, we keep using the word intentional and intentionality. And that's that intentionality is just an awareness. It is an enhanced awareness and presence. So when you're being intentional, you're slowing down and thinking about the meta of what you're doing. What is the actual meaning of what you do or want to do? the why. Mm. So a ritual is more than just not stepping on cracks in the sidewalk. When we mindfully choose our habits and we repeat them, they become rituals. That's really good. Do you have an example to warm us up of a ritual in your own life? I do. Well, this summer I lived in Italy for a while. I was part of an artist residency and I knew that I needed to make a practice of writing every day. 
And that was really important in part because I was living a very rural life at the time and it was highly unstructured. So I needed to put in place something that was going to motivate me to do my writing every day so that at the end of the residency, at the end of several weeks, I would have a body of work. And But back to my story. So I lived in a small town in northern rural Italy, way up by the Alps. And every morning I would climb this really long hill outside our apartment building up and it sort of curved up the hillside. Um, and I would walk up to this one part of uh, of the road every day and there was a cobblestone wall there and I'd take my journal with me and when I reached the same spot every day this same little cat would come out from underneath one of the porches or one of the patios in the area and he would sit next to me and I would write my morning pages which is just a free writing exercise where you kind of stream of consciousness, write for three pages without stopping. Anything that comes up. So I would get up at first light usually because the sun would be streaming out my window and I'd slip on my sandals and put a sweatshirt over my head and I wouldn't have even had cappuccino yet or anything like that and I would hike up to this hill and sit with my notebook and write out the pages and listen to the village waking up and the cat would hang out until something better came along like his own breakfast. And then I would walk down to the local cafe, which was just basically outside someone's living room, and have a cappuccino and look at older writing or decide what I wanted to do for the day. And it was this great grounding ritual that I had to welcome every morning. And it allowed me to quietly observe my own thoughts and observe the village waking up every morning. And it was really special. That sounds so nice. Oh, it was I really, really want a, nice. I really want a cappuccino. Right? And the cappuccinos were like 80 pennies or whatever. Yeah. It wasn't even a euro. So you took what could be a very casual writing exercise and put structure around it. And when we were doing the prep for this podcast, I came across the etymology of the word ritual. And it actually, it comes from the word arithmos which means number. So think about the word arithmetic. And I think that's so interesting that it implies that there is structure, that there is prescription and almost precision. And repetition in some And way. repetition to an action, which really is what ritual is. Everything from we celebrate monthly birthdays at the office to avoiding cracks in a sidewalk to writing three pages in a journal every morning before getting a delicious cup of coffee. I love that. I love that too. I think one of the most fascinating things about ritual is that how we do the ritual is as important as what we're doing. So what was the benefit of that ritual in your life? Yeah. Every day I walked the exact same path. I never deviated. And I was using the same journal, the same pen, stopped at the same place along the way. And part of that was it allowed me to understand that route in a really deep way. Like, how does a route change from day to day? Like, what new flowers are blooming here? Or what other animals am I going to see? So it just creates that baseline structure on which you can start to notice other differences. And very mindful. 
Yes, you start to notice very small nuances because you're traveling the same route, but you're also noticing the parts of it that are dynamic. And we struggle in today's society with 24-7 social media and being bombarded with information with quieting our minds. Right. So this route every day was like a walking meditation or Mm. not even that it was a long walk. It was maybe a five to 10 minute walk, but it served to sort of get me into a calmer headspace where then when I sat and started to write my pages, everything just flowed out. So ritual in many ways comforts us because it helps quiet our minds, even for the time that it took for you to walk to the hillside, greet the cat, write those pages, get the coffee. Not a huge investment of time each day, but it quiets your mind enough to allow a mindful awareness and a presence to the world around you. And you know what? I think you and I have a lot of experience being skeptics ourselves. Maybe our listeners don't even understand what skeptics we are ourselves. Oh, yeah. But we've witnessed firsthand the power of creating and making your own ritual slash reality. And if you believe in it and imbue it with meaning, it's going to work. And that's a really good perspective. Um, There is no right or wrong way to do this. I could have lit the honeysuckle rose caramel apple butter cookie candle that I bought at Michael's for $4. And it still would have been fine if I had imbued it with the intention of my ultimate why, which was I want to have a home office space that works for me. And you want that space to be your own. And I want it to be my own. So Meg, I'm curious, is there a part of your life that could benefit from ritual because we could role play this in a very simple structured way to help make this massively useful thing pragmatic practical and something you can use instantly sure well i think that now that i'm here back in the states uh and i work from home it's really hard to establish structure for myself so i think rituals might be one really great way or building block for me to invite more structure into my own workflow. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, because as a coach myself, I'm very aware of the ways I need to feed myself and fill up my batteries, let's say. Yeah. And so I want rituals in my life that allow me to fill up my batteries so that I can be my best self for my clients on their behalf. So that means sleeping, that means eating, you know, so there's all these self-care components. Um, but it also includes things like making sure I meditate every day, making sure I do morning pages every day, all these other things. Um, and I've kind of built up an inventory of practices that fill me up, but I don't really have structure around how I incorporate them into my day. So let's narrow this down a little bit. So I'm going to give you two choices just for this role modeling. Awesome. Do you want to create a ritual that helps you cleanse your energy at the end of the day to ensure that you can get a good night's sleep and not carry the energy of your workday into that realm? Or do you want to focus on a specific ritual, let's say not just morning, but 
a specific ritual to help get you into a mind space before you have your first client call? I think the second would be great because I think naturally for me, I am not a morning person. So a lot of my creative work happens in late evenings. But in the mornings, what I need, like you said, is to establish a certain mindset or like because I'm not a morning person, I wake up, let's say, a little more disoriented. You might pop out of bed and be totally ready to go in the mornings. But for me, it takes me a long time to like feel into what I want the day to be. And I want to give myself the best possible chance of having a super productive day. Um, so putting that ritual in the beginning of the day for me would be like a great thing I could lean on. It would be a support for me. Great. So notice what we just did. You had all these places in your life that would benefit from ritual. I narrowed it down just for purposes of this role modeling, but also to just simplify your own life. Rituals need specificity. So let's start with even just putting aside morning pages, even putting aside morning coffee. Let's say you have your first client call at 10 a.m. So 30 minutes prior, let's create a ritual or let's go through a very simple process for thinking through a a potential ritual that's going to get you into a mind space where you can be fully present. That would be great. Yeah, because we're magic. Okay, let's start with the why. Yes. What is the underlying why of this ritual? Meaning, what is the ultimate outcome, the success that you want as a result of this ritual? High performance. Be a little bit more specific. High performance, What is? how do you define that? So for me, high performance is when I feel very awake, alert, aware. I'm really dropped into the conversation with my client. I feel expansive. I'm not worried about anything else. I'm very centered and grounded and my mind is quiet so that I can be their blank canvas. That's really good. So awake, aware, present, alert. Yeah. alert. I love those three A's. A-A-A. Triple A. Triple A. Just like the battery, which you recharge. It's all thematically connected. So triple A, grounded, present, fully there for your client. So that's the, we start with the why so that you hold on to that. So if the ritual gets a little wonky and you start feeling it going sideways, you come back to that. Yeah, and that has to be home base because, Mm -hmm. um, and if you've listened to our episode on the massively useful thing, a coach, one of the great things about having a coach is that they are able to give you undivided attention. And I'm not sure that many of you even know what that feels like, but it feels really good to have somebody's full attention working for you in support of you. And so when I'm in coach mode and I am coaching a client, I want to feel like I have trained all of my insight and best quality attention on you. We also did a massively useful thing podcast on the why. So oftentimes we start with your why. What is the why behind this? What is the ultimate success? What is the ultimate outcome? Because when you go sideways, when you become confused, when the world starts to distract you, it helps bring you back to that center. Okay, so your why is you want to be awake, alert. Plugged in. Plugged in to this client. Yes. Great. So now let's go to the what. 
the what is what does this ritual look like feel like smell like and as we talked about it can be anything from climbing a hill writing in a journal getting a cup of coffee using a pendulum lighting a candle burning something there is no right or wrong and a big part of the what is trusting yourself to know what feels right so why don't you share a few things that you think just are percolating that might be part of the what of the ritual so definitely a part of the ritual for me has to be meditation perfect and for me meditation is silent no guidance eyes closed good sitting upright so I know the style that I need to be in and I would say the minimum is five minutes that's the minimum but if I could take I'll start small I'll just start small and say I want at least five to ten minutes of silent meditation prior to a call are you outside? Are you inside? Are you in your she shed, which is quite lovely? Yes. So um, I have a studio in the back, and that's where I prefer to meditate, unless uh, you know, unless it's like a hundred degrees outside or something. Yeah, but it usually isn't. Thankfully, it usually is not. Okay. So just there, in just a minute or so, you very effectively captured what it looks like. You're sitting. It's silent. There isn't music. It's not guided. You're not using an app. It's five to 10 minutes. You're sitting in your studio. Very specific. And the more specific you can make it, the more tangible it becomes. Absolutely. I know this particular folding chair that I use because it holds my back really straight up. And I think it's important for my posture to be really alert when I'm meditating. Um, And so I even know that piece of what I'm going to use. I also think now that I'm saying this to you that another thing that might be helpful for me is to light some incense or Palo Santo before I go, just like sort of get into the mode, make the setting really nice of where I'm about to sit. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. Like I don't necessarily need to light a candle, but maybe I light some sage or, um, and actually you're making me think that I need to clean up my altar in my studio so that I can sit and look at that while I'm meditating. I love that you're bringing more detail to it because part of the what is how much time do you need for this? So at first you said, I only need to meditate for five minutes. Then it was five to 10 minutes. Then it was, I need to prepare my space. I need to light something, have a candle, have incense, have some Palo Santo. Then it's Maybe I want to clean my space and organize my altar. So what started as five minutes of meditation really could be more like 15 to 20 minutes of total time, including prep. So to be very aware of how much time your ritual might require so that you don't set yourself up to fail from the very beginning by not giving yourself enough time for it. That's a great point. And I think it also says that in order for me to make this a daily ritual or a, a month or a many times per day ritual, mm-hmm. if need be, I think sometimes if I have a lot of calls with clients in one day, I need a refresher. I need to meditate in between sessions because I really want to show up for people. Um, and so that ritual might be repetitive throughout the day or throughout the week but it might require preparation for me to allow it to be that frequent. 
which means like really setting up the space so that it's easy for me to just drop in multiple times per day. That's great. So maybe on the weekend or after hours, you are cleaning up, you're replenishing your incense, you're putting a new candle in there. Yeah, I'm like wiping up the ashes or like, you know, it gets dusty out there and you're shooing out the chickens from your studio. Uh, Yes, the chickens actually get into the studio all the time. Of course, they love pooing like right on uh, my rug in there, which is lovely. But luckily, it's an outdoor rug. So birds they're terrible so we did the why we did that the how the what and now the how and the how is how do you know the ritual is complete Mm. because if you don't have a metric or some way of putting a bow on it it feels unfinished and it may not be as effective yeah so i think there's two things for me one is just the simple audio of the chime on my phone going off. Nice. So setting a timer. Right. Setting a timer so that I know how long I've gone. But then the other piece that's a little bit deeper than that is I try to start my days by setting an intention for the day or like, how do I want to feel today? How do I want to feel at the end of the day? It's also sort of an exercise of control. And we've been bringing up so many massively useful things. This episode alters and pauses and all these other things that will probably be new episodes of the podcast. But for this particular ritual, besides the chime, afterward, I feel like I usually get up with a piece of paper and a pen or in my journal and write my intention for the day. Very nice. So there's some kind of closure. Either it could be a timer at the end if you're timing a meditation. It could be after you have the client phone call. It could be even at the end of the entire day to somehow put a bow on it, to somehow wrap it up and say, today was a success. So why is what's the ultimate why underneath? What does success look like? How, I'm sorry, what is what's included? What's the the timing? What's it look like, feel like? And then how is how do you know that it's done? Why, what, how? of rituals. Very nice. Excellent. So I'm Tina Robinson. I'm Meg Buzzy. And thank you for joining us for yet another massively useful thing. Why don't you tell us about the ritual you're doing in your new house? Oh my god. So because I have had to banish spirits, I've had to have a little exercise in my house yet again, once again with my husband in the other room. Raw, 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 creative. Ding.